everyone. Welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. I pray everybody is having a good day or evening, depending on when you're watching this. So today, uh, it's pretty sunny outside today, and the birds are singing, and Jesus Christ is ruling and reigning in heaven and in earth and in our hearts. And it's so wonderful to know that Christ truly is someone that we can have confidence in. And I'm going to talk about confidence today, like a wellspring of water. And I'm going to trust him through this prayer for you and for me as I give this message. Father in heaven, I come to you today to thank you so much for another opportunity, Lord, to be able to be that vessel that's meat for the master's use. I thank you for what you have stirred my heart of about today and the memory that I have now have accumulated of all the times, Lord, where I put my confidence in you, that, Lord, you never deserted me. And today, Lord, I ask for your help. And speaking about spiritual foundations that bring strong confidence in your love for everybody. So I lean on you and I lean into you, into the everlasting arms. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there was many years ago. I was in the fight for someone's life that I love more than my own life. And this person could find nowhere to live. And I prayed and I prayed and I warred and I fought. And then one day I came across Proverbs 14, 26, and it said, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. And that word went right into my heart. And though it said his, I said, Lord, I'll take it that for me as a woman. I said, furthermore, Lord, that word strong confidence is a word that you're really making come alive. And that Jesus was showing me in that very moment. I'm not just asking you to have confidence in me, but to have strong confidence in me. And so from there, I cleaved to that word with all of my heart. And in a sense, I wrestled with the angel. And I remember I would be out driving and I'd look at, I'd say, Lord, look at all these houses. You can provide a home. And I stood on that word. I said, Lord, I fear you and I have strong confidence. And these words were real to me. You know, it wasn't like, okay, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Because you see, when God is teaching you to have uh, strong confidence in him, it's going to come through suffering. It's going to come through pain because he's strengthening confidence in you. He's strengthening his love in you. And these, this, there is a spiritual foundation, and I'm going to try to navigate through this because sometimes I get so full 
I seem to be saying so many things at once and I want to be, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to do my best because it's more important to me that you hear what I think and believe God wants you to hear. Because I know many of you right now are lacking confidence in God. I have been there. And it's not a charge against you, just as it wasn't a charge against me that day. But that the Lord is always calling us to believe on him. You know, just like in a side note, you know, so many people, they say a sinner's prayer. But it's not the prayer that saves them. It is that they have put, they have believed that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is God. And they believe upon him and then they receive the power to become the sons of God. Right? It says, yea, to as many that believe upon it, believe on his name. You see, God wants us to believe him. And it's difficult many times, lots of times, that we find ourselves in places where we cry out, Lord, help thou me with tears, help thou me with unbelief. And we see even that man that had that son who was grievously tormented by evil spirits. And nothing could be done to help that boy. And that's that man. He tried at first to put his confidence in the disciples that they would cast out that demon from his son, that deaf and dumb spirit. But it could not be done. And Jesus said, bring him to me. And then that man, Jesus said, how long? ago has it been like this with the child he said uh, with your son he says since he was a child and he said the man cried out with tears he said he said he says uh if you believe i can do this you know and he said i believe lord help thou me with my unbelief and there was no condemnation in that it says in the word it says the lord remembereth that we are dust he knows what we are made out of he doesn't come like the you see a prison warden with a stick smacking in his hand getting ready to you know to be angry we have, we serve the god of love the whole Bible is full of the word confidence. I was going to write it down, but it doesn't matter. You don't need to know the number. You probably wouldn't remember it. But I'll never forget that was the first time, and that was decades ago, that that word became a foundational, spiritual foundation for me. In fact, it became a spiritual foundation for everything else. I Because I thought, you know, Lord, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And I thought, Yes, Lord. And finally, that person I love more than my own life received a home and has been happy ever since. But I remembered that word and it carried me like the wings of an eagle. Because I remember saying after that with other challenges that came to me, I would say, Lord, in the fear of you is strong confidence and you will provide a way for me to do that. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And I trust you to increase the love in me for that unlovable person. And the list was endless. And since that day, I have always made that, that a foundation. 
You know, in 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15, Paul says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to stop right there because you could read the rest of that. And it talks about building on that foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hand, stubble, and, uh, you know, and it talks about a judgment for the believer. But I, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about founda a foundation. So we see that there is no other foundation that is laid, which is laid, and that is Jesus Christ. And we see that Solomon says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You know, Solomon is saying this because Solomon was an observer. He, you read Ecclesiastes, and he observed the poor man. He observed the needy. He observed the humble. He observed the hardworking men and women. He observed righteousness and unrighteousness. And he says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. And, you know, when there's so much fear in the way, even though we're fearing God, but when we're afraid, everything overtakes us, our emotions, and everything that we are that is human. But God is developing in you, in your trial right now, strong confidence in him. Because Christ God is your refuge. You are a child of God. And I know no child of my house is ever going to be without the refuge and the covering of this mother's arms. I was reading the book of, finishing the book of Isaiah today and Isaiah 66, 13, it says, as a mother that comforteth her son, so will I comfort you saith the Lord, yea, you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And his comfort is that we know that we can have confidence in him. He has actually called the confidence of all the ends of the earth. Paul has a lot to say about what it means to be confident in God. He says in Ephesians 3.12, it says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. You know, modern psychology, I looked it up today, Miriam's, other ones, they're all the same. It says belief in oneself, a self-confidence, a self-assurance, a self, and it had all these self things. And that is a godless concept. And one of, one, one of it said in a power. But what power? I think of those words in Psalm 65, 12, 60, 60, 66, 12, I think it is. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a, no, it says God has spoken once and twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. You know, everything has to be tested. It really does. Because we're all the same. We all we, we have to grow up in Christ. 
And it's natural to put confidence in a good friend. It's natural to put confidence in another person. I'm not going to talk about it, relations, brother, sister, husband, whatever. I'll just say to put confidence in a person, a relationship, or even confidence in things like money or confidence in, you know, there's so many things people can put confidence in, but those things turn out to become a failure at the end. Because sometimes the person that we put confidence confidence is in passes away. Or they can't meet exactly what we need. And God is never going to allow us to ever be satisfied being fully met with a confidence from another person that's ever going to take his place. There's always going to be something missing. I know many times in my life I put confidence in people that were very trustworthy but there was a lack, there was a void, there was something they did not have that I needed and it pushed me into Christ. And I went to them and I hung on them and I called them and I would hang out with them. But you know what? It only increased the emptiness because the more I tried to rely on other people and they were nice to me and they treated me well, but it left a deeper emptiness every time and it made me go into Christ and really stand and say, Lord, I'm in a place that only you can help me. It says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith in him. You know, the Greek concordance says that boldness, the confidence is different than the confidence that modern psychology and other like Miriam's or whatever is different. It's a spiritual persuasion working through faith. That is the confidence by the faith of him. It says in Hebrews 3, 14, it says, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast in the end. And I saw that I'm, I placed it I'm in this place right here. You can't see my notes, of course, but I said, I thought if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast into the end, you know, it, there, there's always there's always a responsibility on our part to keep the word of God and to hold fast our confidence and to keep ourselves from idols and to keep ourselves pure and and to keep ourselves holy and to keep ourselves in the love of God. And there's this keeping of ourselves and keeping our self-righteousness and keeping ourselves in the ways of the Lord. And as we continue to keep ourselves, it talks about this confidence. It says, if we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast into the end. So in the beginning, we're, we've been given a confidence at the new birth, that we are deeply loved and that we've been bought with a price and, and that we are little children. And then as we go along, the trials begin and they beat us down. And little by little, it's easy to cast away our confidence which hath great recompense of reward. And sometimes I have cast away my confidence because of pain and misery. Sometimes you cast away confidence because you become lazy, because you stopped reading your Bible little by little until you tell yourself, oh, I already know what it says. 
and then you cast it away without even really knowing it because you've lost value for confidence in God. Because when you cast away your confidence in God, whether it's by laziness or you're mad at God or whatever, and God's not mad at you if you're mad at him and he's still going to work. However, something is going to come into your life that is going to push you into learning the great riches of confidence in God. He said, but hold it from the beginning. That beautiful confidence that you had at your new birth. And he says in three, verse three, six, Hebrews three, six, it says, but Christ has a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So he speaks about a beginning of confidence and he talks about the confidence and now he talks about a rejoicing that comes with that confidence firm at the end. And also too, it says that we have confidence if our heart doesn't condemn us. You know, if your heart is condemning you, that means there's something going on in your life that you feel that maybe you shied away a little bit from the Lord because you have judged yourself and charged your own self. Not worthy, really, to really return to that place you were once before with the Lord. That maybe you just will stand over here on the side. And if you just want to give me a little bit over here, Lord. But that's not how Jesus does it. Jesus wants you to come to him with full confidence. There's no, oh, I got to change my suit and appear before the Lord. Oh, I got to tiptoe to the Lord. You know what I think Jesus loves? No, I, I fully believe I know it. You know what he loves? When you say, I don't know how he's going to do it. And I don't know how this is going to happen. But I'm putting full confidence in him. David learned that. He said, Put not your trust in man, wherein there is no help. Neither put your trust in princes, wherein there is no help. See, there's a kind of help that God gives you, and it's not just handing you a thing. He, like Paul said, he said, I as a wise master builder. Yes, he was talking about building churches, house churches, building churches. But I think to myself, can't we be wise master builders ourselves of, of our own self? After all, he said, every man should be careful how he builds upon that foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, Christ is a foundation, both of the prophets and the apostles, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. He's the chief cornerstone and all things connect to him. See, you have a God that you can be confident of. You will see that if you put your confidence in him, he's never, ever going to say no to you. He's not going to say no to you when you have this much confidence or microscopic confidence. Because you see, your confidence needs to be built up in exercising it. There's just no other way. Like people say, oh, I'd love to eat. I'd love to lose weight. You keep eating. Oh, I want to lose weight, but you keep eating the wrong foods. But you know what? A person who really, really wants something is going to go after it. See, modern psychology tells you, you know, even in many churches today, everything is, you know, many churches, not every, I'm sure 
I know that there's many out there who love their church and it's all well and good, but there are so many churches out there. And the ones that are the bigger churches are the one that teaches you how to have self-confidence and self-reliance. And Jesus gets a little bit at the end and just trust in the Lord. You know, when David says, put no, I put no confidence in man, it says, he even says in, a, in another scripture, he says, though I always take my soul into my own hands. In other words, you know what? We really, he says, Paul says, in other words, another place that we're not to put any confidence in the flesh. You know, if we have any confidence, there's a human confidence that we have learned and things that we have humanly lived in, have been taught, have exercised. And we do maybe as a profession. But there is a confidence that is nothing of this world. It is a pers the persuasion of the spirit by faith. You know, I want to talk about something that I saw many years ago when I put little notes together. I want to talk about the foundations. See, there's a foundation of God, one, right? But I noticed something. I noticed three things in his word that he connects with things that are not movable. The foundation of his word. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Well, heaven's unmovable. You know, it says he'll, he's going to create new heavens and a new earth, but he's not going to create the third new, third new heaven, just the second and the first heaven. So that's an, an immovable heaven. And his word is settled in that immovability of heaven. Also, it says thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Now, notice how he connects it with this. It says thou hast established the earth and it abideth. You know, it may seem strange to say thy faithfulness is unto all generations and then to say thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Because he wants us to know that he created something that shall be forever. That How can you remove the earth? He'll recreate it, but it will ever abide forever. We also have the foundation of his help. In Psalm 124, 8, it says, our help is in the name of the Lord. Now listen who made heaven and earth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances for all are thy servants. And also too, the foundation of our confidence. In Psalm 65, five through six, it says, by terrible things or wonderful things in righteousness, wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea which by his strength settest fast the mountains being girded with power. And it goes on to talk about how he still, he stills the waves and calms the storm. And he brings peace over the impossible. You're never going to go wrong when you put your confidence in the Lord and there's going to be a time you will find yourself in a place or in a circumstance or in a situation that there is 
no confidence in anything on this earth. And then when you turn to the Lord, like me, when I said, and look at there was many times after that. But you know what? Like I was saying, that rejoicing happened to me. Because you see, back then, I had to learn when he spoke to me in that word. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. Do you understand that? Do you understand that when you fear the Lord, you fear nothing else? And that makes you see the Lord. That, that it not just what pushes you into the Lord. There's something in you that just tears open and grabs on to Jesus Christ in a confidence that only the Holy Spirit can bring alive within you, where you say, God, I saw your word and you illuminated that to me and you made me to see it through the eyes of your Holy Spirit and to understand it and to grasp it that you are the strong confidence. You are the strong confidence and you are my refuge and my rejoicing. And those things, yes, I was praying those things and my heart was palpitating, I was shaking. But you know what? Each time he answered those prayers in strong confidence because of the fear of the Lord, there was an increase and a maturing and the King, New King, not New King James, King, the King James. I love the King James. In the King James, it talks about perfection, right? Perfecting, which means maturing. See, God wants you to mature, not always just be tossed to and fro. God wants you to have eyes of eternity. God wants you to see outside of this world. He wants you to stretch forth your faith by your hand, like lifting up holy hands our hearts in our hands unto god and that we begin to say lord not just rubber stamp a word on something and say like you're at a little service window and you rubber stamp something and say here can i get something in exchange for that like at an auto parts store believe me i've been at those auto parts stores plenty of times and you leave and you just get some little fix but see, the strong confidence is a persuasion of the spirit through faith and by faith. And it's a discipline of faith. But by and by, you grow up in that strong confidence. I saw in the word today in First John chapter 2, verse 5, it says, But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. And I saw that today. And I said, you know what? See, we all want the love of God in our life, right? And then we say, Lord, give me more love. Give me this. Give me that. Because those things that we see, we itemize the things of God. And we say, oh, that's what I need right now. And that's right. You're to ask for those things that you lack. If you don't have faith, ask for God to give you faith and he'll give it to you. If any of you lack wisdom, ask God to give you wisdom. Ask him for what you need. But don't forget this it's not like the auto parts store. When you ask for wisdom, Christ is wisdom. If you ask for confidence, Christ is uh, the confidence of the ends of the earth. You're asking for the literal person of Christ to enter in and to give you his life flow 
in every one of those circumstances and situations and i'm telling you right now you start to go up that mountain higher and higher and higher under the refuge of his wings and then you start to see that there is nothing too hard for god you stop putting blocks in front of yourself and coming with little prayers like if you can do anything lord no way you come you start to become robust in your prayers and you start going praise the lord that we have strong confidence in you and i just read that scripture but whoso keepeth his keepeth his word and i say if we keep his word then the love of god is perfected in us and i say said to myself in keeping his word that means we're always in his word and we're making his word we're becoming one with the word that's how you become one with god in the word yes you become one by the holy spirit doctrinally yes but when you're you know it's like what jeremiah said i think it's jeremiah 15 16 it says his words were found and i did eat them and they were the joy and the rejoicing of my heart do you see where that rejoicing comes in if i was not in the word that day and did not see that word i'm sure the lord somehow would have moved but i grabbed onto that because you know why he gave that to me as a gift for the rest of my life and now i offer it to you have strong confidence in the lord that beautiful spiritual persuasion through faith because god will never forsake them that seek him heaven will never desert you when david was praying those 21 days and that angel gabriel showed up he said oh beloved date he said oh daniel i think i said daniel didn't i when daniel was praying and i think it was daniel chapter 10 verse 8 and 9 but he said daniel oh uh dearly beloved greatly beloved he said from the day that you set that you prayed and to set yourself to understand thy prayer was heard and i would have come but it was three weeks i was doing some fighting in heavenly places but now i have come and i think you know daniel had no way of knowing that but i tell you what I could pretty much guarantee it after that day until Daniel's death, his prayer life was never the same again. And his confidence level went into the limitless heaven where he could walk through the rest of his life and have strong confidence in the one that heard him the moment he set his mind to understand and then pray do you understand how that works see that's why i'm always telling you look past the earth look through the skies see eternity see where your help comes from see that shining light jesus christ who is your confidence because all his promises, his vows are upon you forever. God bless you.